0: Welcome back to Keep Idaho Red Radio with Tom Luna and Vic Miller, and uh, we have an opportunity to visit with uh, a guest that is, makes herself available often. Uh, Lucy Willits is the only Republican on the Boise City Council, and uh, we enjoy catching up with her, finding out what's new in the city of Boise, also some of the things that she's working on, and uh, just kind of give us an update. Uh, so, Lucy Willits, thanks for being on Keep Idaho Red Radio.
1: It's my pleasure. I always enjoy updating your listeners on what's happening at City Hall.
0: Well, one of the things that is definitely front page news and has been for a while is that um, a member of the city council is no longer there. It was uh, made known that, that uh, she no longer lived uh, in her district. And uh, so now the seat is vacant. So talk to us about how that kind of played out, uh, how it became known and uh, what's the process going forward uh, to um, replace that uh, empty seat on the city council?
1: I'll tell you, Tom and Vic, I have had a lot of dramatic moments Mm -hmm. (laughs) sitting on that dais, but this one was one of the most dramatic. Uh, We've had a work session and former uh, Councilwoman Sanchez was there. We we always had a short dinner break. A couple of leadership folks were called out. You know, I went back to sit on the stand and, you know, a couple of us were kind of looking around like, did somebody die? What's happening? We're starting really late. And councilwoman sanchez didn't come in and the other members of leadership came in and basically said hey we just learned she doesn't live in the district and she can no longer serve so it was a little uncanny because it's like what just happened here uh, because i certainly didn't expect that like i said i i had thought the worst that someone somebody that there was some sort of you know death in the family if you will um but I think, for the listeners, it's really important to understand, and for me to echo the importance of a district system that the fundamental purpose of representation is to live where you serve, and in other words, you know if you're going to run in a district, you need to live there and she She moved to a new district now it's very similar to the one that is the new district but it's not the one she was elected in and that's really important that she lived where she was elected and this wasn't some sort of gerrymandered area this was a major thoroughfare uh i think it's also important to note that every member of the city council sans me because i wasn't there in 2021 voted for that map so this wasn't a mystery about what that map looked like and then this year we voted for the new map all of us did so these maps are pretty clear cut and not difficult to understand, and so y- you got to play by the rules and you got to live where you're elected.
0: And uh, I, one quick question, probably more out of my own curiosity, um, uh, Lucy, is uh, what if she were to move back in in the next in, in in the near future?
1: Yeah. So you have to live in that district for 30 days. Um, she can reapply. The mayor gets to choose. Um because there's two open seats actually. There's the one that is in the district three, which is basically the north end, and then there's the at-large seat, which is Elaine Clegg, although Elaine lives in, you know, technically the east end, but the mayor can appoint anyone who lives in the city of Boise. So there's two open seats, and the mayor will bring that nominee forward to the city council. The city council's got to vote on it. So she could reapply if she's been in her district that she was elected in for 30 days. And the mayor could reappoint her.
0: Well, fascinating. We'll see how that plays out and we'll keep an eye on it and get some more inside baseball uh, from you. And uh, folks, we're visiting with Lucy Willis. She's a councilwoman on the Boise City Council, the only Republican. And uh, Lucy's just done a great job of of bringing a, another perspective to the conversations and discussions that are happening at the Boise uh, uh, City Council. And I think it's a refreshing voice and, 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 and having an impact on at least getting them to consider other uh, points of view and. Uh, options. Um, Lucy, one of the things that uh, you've been very vocal about is uh, about the police force and how important it is to have a good relationship with the first responders. Um, there's been some, you know, controversy about um, some of the leadership and and the decisions that were made um, about public safety uh, talk to us about your thoughts on how important that is in the role that the City Council plays in assuring that we have um, that um, that good relationship that then leads to you know the kind of security that people expect
1: yeah, absolutely. I t- spoke about this the last time I was here about this bad play that we're living through, this three-act play, and I echoed that in a recent op-ed in the Statesman that was published um, last week, and I encourage any of your listeners to take a look at that because it obviously gets into more detail than we can here, but I'm concerned. We have a problem in the city of Boise. We have a city hall that doesn't support the police, uh, and the we need a police force that is trusted by the community and trust is the foundation of all of this. And we see these national narratives seeping in to our state, seeping into our community. I mean, I can't tell you the kind of emails that I've gone from, from that op-ed about, you know, how horrible police are and we need to defund them. And that is not the value of this community. We expect that when we call 911, someone will be there. And that is a fundamental value of what keeps this community safe and strong. And the way that we uh, approve a budget and propose a budget is a reflection of values. And when there is not adequate funding for our first responders and our public safety folks, that is telling. And we need to call it out. We need to call it out. So, Tom and Vic, you've heard me say this before. You know, my role is to bring transparency and my role is to bring a different voice. That's very uncomfortable for some folks who would prefer all, you know, six zero votes on the city council. But that's not a democracy. And a democracy means there's different views. And we need to honor that people have different opinions on this. And I'm one of them.
0: Uh, and I, boy, Lucy, we appreciate that uh, approach and that boldness. And uh, one of the things that, um, was uh what was that you you brought up in the past is when you talk about budget priorities um when you look at the amount of money spent in some areas versus the amount of money investing in additional police force or or firemen we got about a minute left share some of your thoughts on that
1: yeah so if you know we all know that this valley is growing and you would expect that that would equate to more people being on the streets, helping with that growth, but it hasn't. And part of it is there's this huge gap in the number of people that of openings because our police officers have fled to other municipalities. But if we don't put money in that budget, then that's really telling about how we view public safety. And, and, and the messaging can be, hey, we support public safety all day long, but if the budget doesn't align, it's not real. And that's the important piece. I think people need to know that there were no more police officers budgeted in that budget. And there needs to be a consequence to that. And the consequence of that needs to be a discussion.
0: Well, we appreciate that. And we're going to learn more about that discussion as it goes forward and uh, those budgets and decisions are made in the future. But, Lucy Willits, thank you so much for your service uh, uh, to Boise and, this, and the state of Idaho. And appreciate your willingness to always be on uh, Keep Idaho Red Radio.
1: Thank you for the opportunity, and uh, you all take care.
0: All right, and folks, uh, we'll see you next week on Keep Idaho Red Radio.